This is EdTech Weekly. I am your host, Ricky Zager, and we are back. I use the term we loosely because it is just me, but the show is back. I know we were gone for a couple of weeks, and I do have to say to those of you who listen to the show, I appreciate you putting up with some of the uh, missed shows here and there, and we're working on it. And one of the things I'm really excited about tonight is that I'm going to start our new format of the show. I think you guys are going to like this. It's a lot quicker paced. Uh, We go through several news stories, but we just kind of give you the basics really quickly on them. You can feel free to search them on Google uh, or your search engine of choice, of course. And uh, you could also go to edtechweeklyshow.com and get those. So I'm trying to figure out a good name for that, but we'll just basically right now call it the EdTech News Rundown and uh, just quickly go through the stories. So it'll be a little more lively when there's more people on the show and when Christy and Matt join us. But for tonight, let's just get started. First, at the September 7th Apple event, Apple announced its Everyone Can Code initiative. Apple is bringing coding education to schools that focuses on its Swift language via a free app called Swift Playground, which is now available on iPads running iOS 10. And we'll discuss that a little bit further on down the road. Our next story, a Parent Herald article, explains why EdTech has overlooked research, innovation, in higher ed. They claim the focus has been on classroom technology inside the class and could really benefit research and education improvement with a focus on improving research efficiency. So if that's your area of interest, go ahead and check that story out. Next, an Education Week article outlines some EdTech threats as seen through the eyes of parents or of the Parents Across America group, rather. One of their biggest concerns is that personalized learning is becoming code for students can just sit at their own computer and do it without the teacher help. And uh, I think it can get into that, too, so it's definitely something to pay attention to. Next story, EdTech Magazine explains three ways that technology can help students with autism. It explains ways it can help improve verbal skills, social skills, and even promote confidence. So if that is your area of concern or interest, check that one out. Chalkbeat.org has a sit-down with the Director of Educational Technology for the U.S. Department of Education, Joseph South, and asks him six questions. Chief among those is that he what he would change overnight to improve ed tech. And his answer, essentially focus technology on making students content creators instead of consumers. And that is something we champion at the show here at EdTech Weekly as well. And finally, EdSurge is reporting on a community college in the Bronx, Hostos Community College, that is embracing EdTech. They're using apps and other software to help develop student success coaches. These coaches are a point of contact from first day as a freshman to graduation, and they're showing a lot of positive results with that. And that is also another interesting area. I've seen a lot of in-class and online talking about success coaches or peers and those types of things. Um, and that's I think that could be really great. And so the way the show is going to work now is after we do those headlines, we'll move on to uh, the featured segment or the discussion. And a lot of times that's going to be um, hopefully more than just me discussing because I know that can get a little bit old quickly. But... Today we're going to talk about that first news story, and that's Apple's coding initiative, and specifically Swift Playground. So uh, again, if you have iOS 10, it is a free download on the iPad. And I think it's fair to say that I have tried a few different things in terms of learning to code. Uh, code.org, um, 
and a few others as well that I've gone through. They're sort of playgrounds that take you through the different um, uh, ways to sort of learn programming. And I will say there's a couple of neat things right off the bat with Swift Playground. First of all, they have a few things that are sort of offered, and it looks like they'll be adding more things. They have four challenges right now, and they're all labeled September 2016, and they have two segments or playgrounds, so to speak, one called Fundamentals of Swift, and that's Learn to Code 1, and then Learn to Code 2, Beyond the Basics. So I went through Learn to Code 1, and I find it interesting because not only does it sort of walk you through the basics of what Swift code is and coding in general as algorithms, sort of a step of instructions or steps of instructions to complete a task, they do it sort of in a challenging way that helps you sort of solve a little bit of a puzzle. And then the other really cool thing is it allows you to define and create functions. You can name them what you want, and you can do sort of a system of codes that makes sense for the way you're going to solve the problem to do these functions. I like that a lot, and I definitely am going to continue to mention on the show as I go through this. Excuse me. I'm definitely going to mention this on the show as I go through this and see... Uh, if it continues to push me into learning to code and actually be able to code more. Where I've always fallen short um, is that it just kind of gets me to that level where I kind of understand and I basically can do a few things, but that's kind of it. So I'm hoping this will push me over the edge. And I'm really hoping that it becomes something that um, any schools who have iPads, I mean, if you're a teacher or a curriculum specialist or anything else and you have students with either one-to-one iPads or you have iPads in your classroom, I think this is a great thing to use. Um, if anything else, it just kind of shows students in general steps to solving a problem. And, you know, I think about a lot of different things, even in math with like the order of operations, you know, if you could think of it as a, uh, a function, so to speak, where the first command is that you have to find parentheses and the second one and so on all the way through, and they would go through and be able to solve the problem that way. I think it, there could be some really interesting things in some of the core courses that can be um, used from programming from this sort of way of thinking about solving a problem. Um, I don't know how that goes with Common Core for math. I know that's been something that's been a lot of uh, controversy, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Especially as parents who aren't used to seeing that sort of a way to solve mathematic equations or problems struggle with the concept. But... um, Yeah, I think that Swift in general coding, the Swift Playground on the App Store and iOS 10 is something you should definitely check out. And of course, uh, check out Apple's initiative that is Everyone Can Code, um, and you can check out their website, and I'll put those links on the show as well at edtechweeklyshow.com, and so you can check those out and see. Um, They have a few cool things, Um, again, they're just trying to really help in some ways donating uh, iPads and other things to certain schools to get this going, um, their Everyone Can Code initiative. So I hope you enjoyed the new format. Again, I'd like you to at least think about, you know, how much maybe more snappy or fun it would be if we had more than just me here. But the concept is simple, quick hitting um, versions of the, the news stories of the week for you to check out on your own when you have time. And then we'll discuss the one that seems most interesting to us. And again, once Christine and Matt are here, you know that they bring a lot more interest to the show. If you've been a fan of the show and you've been listening to the show, I probably don't have to tell you that. But we appreciate you sticking with us, and I know we've had some times where we've been out. And, uh, you know, hey, life life gets in the way sometimes. This is just a hobby, and uh, we're trying to turn it into something that's 
maybe a little more um, appropriate for what you're looking for uh, as a person interested in educational technology. Uh, a few more stories to hear that you could check out on your own time, and then you know just a conversation about one of them. So. Uh, again, uh, if you want to communicate with the show, you can tweet at 4TechTeachers. Uh, let me know what you think of the format, uh, edtechweeklyshow at gmail.com. Um, and that's pretty much it, edtechweekly at gmail.com. Did I say edtechweeklyshow? Yeah, sorry, edtechweekly at gmail.com is the email, um, edtechweeklyshow.com. And at uh, 4TechTeachers, if you want to reach me on Twitter or follow me on Twitter, I uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us. Um, I know we have a small group of listeners, but I know that you're pretty loyal and uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us. And uh, let me know what you think of the format and which ways we could change it. But before you get too harsh with the format, um, wait till we get uh, Christy back. I know she's awesome and Matt as well, who brings a lot of personality to the show. So uh, I appreciate you guys and uh, hopefully we will see you next week on EdTech Weekly. Weekly.